delivery specifically for jimmy i'm scoob you know it's gonna be a long long time yes till touchdown oh. brings you around to getting defined you're not the man you were at home oh no 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 <laughs> you're a rocket man you know what's funny <laughs> is that there was one just randomly i was watching the episode of family guy where still oh, yeah. is the spoof and yeah. Lauren laughed at it and she was like, That's so weird. Like, is that from something? And then I showed her the original and she couldn't believe that that's like a that's a real thing that actually <laughs> do you, do happened. You, I don't know if you or this is a way this is a callback from way, way long ago. Uh do you remember the Futurama episode with all the Star Trek cast on it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't oh, seen you, all the episodes. I've seen a lot of them, but all oh, of them. Oh, you you okay. I mean the, the, I I'm, I hate being like that guy that's like, Oh, you gotta watch, but they uh he Shatner does a uh, spoken word version of uh, the real Slim Shady. <laughs> oh, that's aw- wait—is he actually on? Like, is he actually on? Yeah. A- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> will, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? Please stand up. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Hey, anyway, uh, we should probably get to you know what this whole fucking thing is about. <laughs> yeah. No. Let's let's do it, man. Uh, we have two album dares, which we'll get to one. Um, and the other, you know, in due time. But they, I what all as, as one does. No, I, what I was just gonna say. All, all I'll say for now is that they are they are about as different as you can get on the musical spectrum. So I'm looking forward to hearing Jimmy's thoughts on my pick. But to start with, we're going to talk with you. Yeah, we're gonna talk with. We're gonna talk about um, an album from a band called Avantasia called The Scarecrow. And yep. this is something that I genuinely can't believe Jimmy enjoys, given my other, <laughs> yeah. you know, my general knowledge of his taste. I was listening to this, and I just couldn't believe this is something that you ever liked. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm being real here. I was just so, like, how the hell is this something that Jimmy? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, yeah. So, so w- when I named this my album of the week uh, a few weeks ago, we uh, I I even admitted there that there are some like admittedly kind of corny, cringy, cheesy moments peppered throughout this album, like like a like like a fine steak, in a way. And uh, yeah, it's I, I'm I'm not gonna be the one to defend this album, uh, but I nonetheless love it. But I, I'm surprised this comes as a surprise to you because I mean. Given my love of like Madonna, Paula Abdul, I mean, like, like you know, I, I'm not, I'm not a stranger to cheese. Yeah, um, but we've we've <laughs> talked before about how we mutually. Well, I'm, I'm starting to um, change my tune, but you never really liked power metal, and this is. I, so I, I I had my power metal phase way way back in the day. That's true, because because um, remember we we both liked uh, I think was it Iconoclast by Symphony X. I, uh, I don't consider that power metal. The, the, that's more. It's, it's like, kind of there. Symph- it's like yeah. it's like prog metal. It's pa- it's powery. The, 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 that's more symphonic metal than it is power metal. I mean, I, I oh there kind of there are some power like we are strong, we will stand and uh, fight. Like there's see, some moments I, like that. I've always viewed it just I, I guess um, compared to the other, you know, uh, more power metal influenced bands. 
uh, that I listen to around the same time. Like uh, Epica is probably a big one. Uh, okay. uh, but Rhapsody of Fire, um, Dark Moor, uh, a couple of those guys. Even like a little bit of Nightwish, though I, I can't say I'm a big Nightfish, Night, Nightfish, Nightwish fan. Um, you know, they it, it's a lot different. And I, it's funny you bring up that album because like I have not thought about symphony x in like the longest time like what what happened to them um i i i, I, maybe, uh, maybe, I think that's a topic for another day because i don't know it's just really strange how they just kind of like in, in, on my map they just kind of fell that's off that's actually a great point because i don't think they came up with now i think that was their most recent one but that was a yeah. while ago that was what like it, it was seven it was eight years 20, ago yeah like 2012 2011 around there I, don't know. I, I remember I, I think i bought like the deluxe version of that album or, or i wanted to and man that was a big mistake oh um, no yeah I so did. iconoclast came out in 2011 and then underworld came out in 2015 i guess was there sure, which i've never even heard of um, so to be I guess, totally honest i guess there's still a thing um yeah oh i it's like that, that, no no shame i'm just like, like you, you ever there are just some bands that kind of just like fall off the fall off your own like proverbial map like, yeah like like rob zombie like i have no idea what rob zombie's up to and it, it, in a way i'm I'm kind of okay with with not knowing yeah. what it's up to but it, anyway they, like so to, to go all the way back to this i i because i you you want a good you want a good segue you want a good segue real quick you know who yeah. hasn't fallen off the map Avantasia, because they just yeah. released a new album this year called Moon Glow. Yes, they did. Which I, yeah, I didn't it, listen to, but I saw that they were they released a new album. I'm like, oh, that's cool. They're still yeah, a band. I, They're I, still doing things. Good. Oh for them. yeah, yeah. They well, it's because it's uh, Tobias Samet, the uh, the singer from Ed Guys. It's his project. Oh, so I think okay. In, in between Ed Guy albums, I think he's been doing like Avantasia albums, and a, a lot of people like them. And uh, you know, according to a lot of fans, they keep getting a little better and better. Um, I personally have not been able to get into any Avantasia album except for the scarecrow <laughs> that's interesting um you know it's just not i don't know for some reason it just doesn't scratch the right itch i guess um you know like i don't like i i don't mind power metal but like i i need like i, I don't know there's just like a certain type of power metal that like really only fills the niche anymore for me yeah. like i can't just like put on like some random Rhapsody of Fire album anymore. Yeah, which for sure. That used to be the case, which was a lot of fun because, you know, it's just like, it, it, it's like listening to a fantasy novel. So, that's, <laughs> I, such, I that's think such a great description. It. Yeah, it, it really, because I mean, they, they, they're telling all these huge concepts and this album is uh, no different. Yeah. Uh, except that I couldn't tell you at all what this concept was. And I've probably listened to this thing, hmm. I don't know. Pr- probably like at least at least fifty times, maybe a hundred. You know, o- over the years, like I've I I've definitely listened to this thing enough that I know like pretty much every minute of it. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, I mean, I, I could go back to the beginning of I actually. So, I knew about this band, uh, for a long time. I think it was the uh, the opening track, Twisted Mind, that I was initially into. Um. And it was, I, I, you know how, like, way, like, I don't know if you were, like, this way back in the day when you were just getting into music that, like, you would just, like, listen to one song from an album and be like, oh, I like this album or this artist. Oh, God, yeah. Actually, we don't even have to yeah. go that far. Uh, that Symphony, <laughs> Symphony X album, that's, like, yeah. that first song is the only song I listened to the whole way through. 
Oh, the, 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 that album is that album's really tough to listen to because it's just it's so long. It's man. so long, and I would listen to it, and be like, "Oh, I love this." Then I get to track two, I'm like, "All right, I'm bored." But I would yeah. always be like, "Man, I love that album." And then in, in years have gone by, I'm like, "I've never fucking listened to that album. <laughs> I've listened to that one <laughs> I, song I, like twenty times." I, I think I've made it through that album once. It's but it's super long. It, like so, yeah. I I I you know I was really into Twisted Mind, mm-hmm. and then um. I remember this was years and years ago. Andrew Hatch, uh, I was over his house, uh, hanging with his brother, and so I think he, his brother, I, I think I burnt a copy of the Scarecrow um, from their iTunes, as well as uh, Parkway Drive's Deep Blue. So you know, laying laying some groundwork for 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 young Jim Jam, because um, <laughs> I I loved both of those albums a lot. Yeah. Uh, but it took me a while to get into the Scarecrow, but yeah, so. It's kind of, it's it's like one of the few albums that I think that I have that like I'm almost like I I think my love for it is derived almost entirely from nostalgia, because uh-huh. <laughs> like the, there's just I I, I mean I, I was thinking about this all weekend I'm like Scott's gonna fucking hate this thing and I kind of can't wait to talk about it, <laughs> um so so let's just get to it uh <laughs> am am I correct or you sir or not i thought this was really? a ton of fun well i think what's interesting is you hit me at a point where like for the longest time i thought i hated power metal and there are things about it that i think right rightly so but yeah i mean there uh, there are things about it it, it, it it can be a little cringy yeah there are things about it even still some of the albums i've listened to uh like i've checked out blind guardian i've checked out egg guy which is coincidental because i actually didn't know that they were the in the same band uh, yeah. or like the sea on the same dude um, yeah. you know, other, other, other related bands I've checked out. There's actually a new, um, I wouldn't call it, you know, it's not straight up power metal, but one of my favorite metal albums of the year review coming soon, uh, is by Wilderun and they are a fantastic band that takes cues from power metal and symphonic metal. I don't know. Just so, something about the style has clicked with me recently. And this, mm. I mean, again, there are things about this that, you know, quote unquote objectively, or I could take a, you know, a bird's eye view and be like, wow, like this is just kind of if i'm being fair with myself oh yeah this is yeah, not no, I, like good like I, this is I, I would do the same thing this so. this is like this isn't even like a nice brie this is like you know sliced limber pa- yeah pasteurized cheese that you get from like market basket or, or this, you know, like, the, this is this is the the the, the uh squeezable cheeseable yeah, that, yeah that you can is, get at any grocery store exactly uh that looks yeah there really are like um i was thinking of so the the tobias's verse on what kind of love when you start i think it's like like i think it's the bridge of what kind of love i i I just listen up like wow okay (laughs) well it's (laughs) or like or just i I don't do were you paying attention to the lyrics at all in this thing uh you mean in and out but i mean yeah because because some of them are just like i it it, part of it is so i'm just reading this right from wikipedia because it says uh the scarecrow is a concept album about the tragic story of a lonesome creature emotionally isolated from his environment and suffering from a distorted sensory perception if feel his feelings for the love of his life unrequited, he sets off on a journey exploring his left-hand path, striving for inner peace, plowing his way to approval, and eventually facing temptation at the inner depths of the human soul. <laughs> See, I gotta be honest, I didn't get any of that. I just yeah. heard, like, you know... <laughs> I, I have listened to this, like, so many times, dude, and I still haven't got any of that. It, like, it really, like, if you listen to the lyrics, if anything, 
the titular scarecrow is is kind of just like a like a teenage sad boy <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like it really just feels like um it's, it's very angsty <laughs> it feels like you're pretty standard at least from a lyrical perspective and frankly you know somewhat musically like your average radio hard rock album just like channeled through a power metal lens like a yeah, lot kind of like the the melodies a lot of the lyrics that poke through like when i think power metal i think of you know fan like when you said romance novel that's so accurate I, especially I fantasy no but but to me it this is like a f- I, are you conflating the two i i, no, I, I okay. think i might have the bone to pick with you <laughs> okay but I, you know i'm thinking like a fantastical romance like the romance novels of like the you know the punky guy and the woman on the unicorn or whatever like oh, yeah, I, I feel l- like, like just just like the um yeah like like riding the horse on the beach yeah you know with, with the woman in your arms exactly. and you know like like your 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 shirt is just it's just barely on yeah and the wind keeps rippling it off exactly yeah. i guess to more accurately <laughs> accurately you know uh frame my uh the analogy i was going to use it's like a romance novel that really wants to be a fantasy novel but it's really a romance novel. Like let's but, let's not but, kid but, ourselves. But then, with, with the added thing that it's written by like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thinks that he's being deep, deep in edge. I'm, I'm I, like, I, I, I don't know. I feel really bad, kind of shitting on this album like that because I, I genuinely enjoy it. Like it's not no. even like a, uh, like a room situation for me. But like, you, you kind of got to admit that this thing is not like a perfect album. Oh God! I mean, once I got so, to what kind of love, I was like, oh my gosh, pour that shit. You know. Get, yeah, get, get the I, get, get the fun, I, get the fondue tower love, out. You like, know what kind of love might be actually my favorite track on this too. It's I mean that's the thing is just, that well, the, the the chorus is just like it's like fucking amazing. Like yeah, just Ama- Amanda Somerville is just like yeah. Oh. And that's the other thing is that all the vocals on this, including by and forgive me, what's his what's his the main guy? What's his uh, name again? Tobias Samet. He's a really good singer. Like I yeah. I loved his vocals. Um. Oh my god, I, I'm I'm scrolling through Rate Your Music, or I have it up just to reference as we're talking. Yeah. And I just realized that he has his fucking name over the band's logo. Like yep. Tobias Sandwich Amit. Like, really, dude? I know it's your project, but come anyway. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's just like the Arion guy. Like, like I don't know. You, I don't know. You, oh, you, you don't yes. See that yeah. On, on he, his thing. He but does that, he, yeah. He kind of. Well, does he? I thought he didn't, but it's just like. I'm pretty sure, because now that you say that, it sounds really familiar that he'll say. Or, I, I don't know what he, his name is, but. You, you know what this actually reminds me of? This is like Stephen King, almost. Oh, like yeah. How, like, people will put Stephen King just over, like, any type of thing just to make sure to let people know that it's Stephen King. Or, or like, uh, you know how Tom Clancy doesn't actually write a lot of his stuff oh, anymore? right. Yeah, like, all, all the, well, I mean, he's dead. Um, that, that, that's okay, a big so, part so, of not being able to write. Maybe, so. maybe not any... Okay, anymore is the wrong word. But, like, after a while, he was just like, eh, whatever. Like yeah. I think he would, he would or just the video games. I think just, he would just kind of come up with the, if I'm not mistaken, he would come up with the framework, and then someone else would write it. Th- th- that's more of a James Patterson type of thing, but yeah, oh, he I mean, does that you're, too. You're, you're, you're not, yeah. Oh, James Patterson's infamous for that. That like he basically hasn't written a story of his own in like a long time. That's <laughs> hilarious because I he had a, a series called Maximus, I think Maximus Ride or Maximum Ride. Uh, it was about like kids with wings or whatever. I really I liked that a lot as a kid. Um, that's funny anyway uh, anyway this is uh, super uh this is super on topic so uh i, I mean it, it kind of is though because like th- this is just it's such a strange bizarre album yeah if you really think about it like if, if we're not listening to it if, if we try to just take this objectively it is really strange uh like like 
I think it's, but I think it's strange because, like, all the things that add up on their own, they shouldn't work, but somehow together they all work. <laughs> yeah, and and I think to me it was, um, as I was listening to, it, I was like, why do I like this? Because at yeah, first, like, well, like, right, why right, do you like this, Scott? Yeah, <laughs> yeah but at first I was like, right off the bat, I was like, oh my god, this is so corny. Like, I'm I'm in for a ride. But as it was going on, I was like. Damn! If I knew the lyrics to this, I would be singing along. Like, let, let's be real. Oh yeah. Um, and I, th- I think it's... like the uh, the I don't know if you, I mean, if you remember the track listings or not, but um, the track "Shelter from the Rain," the chorus in that is so freaking catchy, dude. Like, I mean, I I, I can't even sing like, it because I just don't have the register. But... All all of this was honestly to me was so fucking catchy, and I th- yeah. I think that's why it became really simple after a while. It's just this is so it's so infectious. It's really not. Uh, I mean, they may. I, I was gonna say it's not trying to be something significant. I don't. I don't know if that's true. I think he probably thinks this is super. You know, like this is his art form. He probably would have a huge, long answer about what does this album mean. But to me, I, I like mean, you, you've got that little that little blurb right there. Yeah, so. exactly. But yeah. like, I mean, in practice, it it is what it is, and I don't mean that negatively. I just mean like it, it is a really catchy melodic over the top it's just sometimes you really i don't even want to frame it like that like it's just it's super fun like you put yeah. this on like i feel like this is the natural extension of like why i love iron maiden so you like why i love like belting out run to the hills like this yeah. this is just like the chorus to all your favorite heavy metal songs like all, hopped up on sugar and given some crack and like you know here you go have fun dude and it's just it's it's the it's the complete excess of that feeling. It's just like it's in it's a whole heavy metal chorus the entire time, and it's fun. Yeah. You know, I I don't say I'm not gonna say this is a super. Um, it's not gonna leave a huge impact in me. Like, like I'm not gonna yeah. I'm not gonna think back of like man like that was super well written. But there was some I don't remember the exact song, but there was some really good guitar solos on this. Like there was some genuinely really? some good musician. It wasn't all just like really simple riffs or whatever like that like obviously the lyrics were pretty you know it is what it is but a lot of the musicianship was pretty good like there was there was one set of dueling guitars or dueling guitar solo on that back half i forget what song which was Uh, i think it was devil in the belfry probably Um, whatever song it was it was that was i was like this is great this is a genuinely not only is it like technically proficient but it's super interesting like it was melodic it was musical it was everything i wanted of guitar you know I'm, i could be pretty picky about my guitar solos um and it was really good yeah yeah it's there's a lot of really there's a lot to love in this just you know despite some of the the glaring issues that are in it mm-hmm. uh, like you know the scarecrow like which is over 10 minutes long like the title track you know it, it has some really interesting parts that you know it, it like for a ten minute song, it really it it's really well done. Um, you know, there's there's just the, the, the I think I think the best thing you can say about this is that the, there's a lot of heart put into it. That like you know, call it cringy or cheesy or whatever, but like you just know that Tobias Samet just genuinely loves doing this. So yeah, and, and that, you can just feel it. And that's something else. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Uh. This actually didn't feel that long. I was surprised. Like once I saw it was over an hour. I think that was due. Yeah. I think that was due to a couple of like alternate mixes or what. There were a couple of bonus tracks at the yeah, end. Yeah, I I wanted. To, I I forgot to text you about that because I, I saw that too at the uh, at the end of the Spotify version. Yeah, I, I actually have this on on CD. I'm actually looking through the liner notes right now. Um, 
So this, which if you really want some some, if you if you want to know how they, what what this album's really like, man, I, I almost every page in this thing is a different picture of Tobias Samet, oh, uh, and he has like, uh, you know, like this top hat and like this, like it, it's almost like um. You know, like the whole get up my chemical romance put on for uh, for Black Parade. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that almost. Oh, <laughs> like that's funny. It just it, he has like this this I don't know. It, it's like a soul patch, but like it goes down in the line. Like it, it's it's almost like Jafar's mustache in Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> but, hilarious. But it's, it's just the bottom part. <laughs> oh man, but I yeah, the, the, there's just yeah. There, there's some really interesting moments on here. Alice Cooper even shows up, which is really odd. Um, it kind of makes sense. O- only like I could totally see that being someone that influenced uh, Tobias. Yeah. So you know, obviously, he probably was like, "Hey, I'll give you a lot of money to be on this," and he was probably like, "Say no more. I'll be right there." Well, so it says on here that uh, on on the Wikipedia article that Alice Cooper uh, he wanted to listen to the song first. And then decided to be a part that's, of it. Uh, that's never a good sign. Well, I, I mean, I guess ultimately he decided to be on it, but that's not a. It, it reminds me of um, when Coldplay asked to collaborate with David Bowie, and he was like, "Yeah, the song is like not really good." Have you ever, you remember that story? <laughs> I I don't remember. Yeah, that, they they sent him a song and said, "Can we want to collaborate with you?" And he wrote back. I mean, he was very polite about it, but he said, "Yeah, this isn't very good, is it?" You know that way British people are when they're like, "Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. like um, it's it's sort of like a like a." backhanded compliment yeah almost. exactly yeah uh, but but i guess yeah. alice cooper ultimately decided it was good enough to to warrant that uh warrant his inclusion yeah so i'm just looking through some of the lyrics here they there are a couple that i actually really like uh again again i come back to the track what kind of love uh because the the chorus of that is a what if love will leave your heart an open sore and i can't reveal what even I don't know. Like, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I, I really like that. So, um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, but, but, but then if you go to like Twisted Mind, um, from the cradle to the madhouse, a twisted mind, there's no way out of this hell for a twisted mind. There's no way out. There's no way out. <laughs> oh, like, man. I mean, I, I obviously, my, my, um, my rendition doesn't do that any justice, but. <laughs> I think what part of what really got me about this album initially was the album cover. Um, even though, like, I think by today's standards and like sort of what I'm into, like aesthetically, uh, this this is pretty much like 15 year old Jim Jam. <laughs> this is like like oh yeah, it's it's a skull on the front. It's like an apocalyptic wasteland. It's like yeah, edgy. Like man, just look. Like, I just want to go to Hot Topic and buy all the T-shirts and chain link I can. <laughs> Oh jeez, that's such a funny, uh, such a funny visual. <laughs> you make me out of all people going to hot topic and, yeah. Oh man, I, too bad I didn't. Like you know, maybe that's what I needed. Like was like a hot topic, you know, like phase. Oh, I had a hot. To- I I had a phase where all the t shirts I wore were for a hot topic, yeah, which see, I, I'm sure you were I well didn't aware have of that. Uh, I you know that's the thing. We we only started to hang out like after high school. That's true. So, yeah. So I think you were kind of past that. I I do remember my, way, my way oversized back. Slipknot sweatshirt. Yes, I do. Oh god, yeah. that was yeah, that Which, was that was from uh that was from Hot Topic. 
Yep. I mean, where where else would you get? Yeah, that? that's yeah. <laughs> I probably didn't even need to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm really surprised that that you really that you enjoyed this thing. Oh, I enjoyed it a uh, lot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That so so I mean, do you see this as like you know uh, something you would buy, or is it just like it's like oh the, 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 this was a fun this was a fun romp. It was fun. Uh, I mean, it would depend on how much. Like, if I found it really cheap, I might be like, "What the hell?" Uh, I, yeah. I feel like I get something simple, like the other power metal album and adjacent albums I've listened to. I feel like I get this a, a similar-ish feeling, but there's a little bit more substance there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's really fun. Like, if yeah. this was under five bucks and I saw it, I might grab it just because I, I I had a really good time with this. Again, like it really is just the, you know total excess on that heavy you know the heavy metal chorus taken to its logical extension but that's that's yeah. pretty damn fun like that's a oh, that's, yeah. that's a fun listen so it, it's it, it gets it gets to some really awesome places uh and then you know it gets to some very strange places um like cry just a little is is kind of an awkward song um lost in space is one of those tracks they the closer that kind of like always makes me i'm like huh this is this is a track <laughs> like is it, though i really like for some reason i like the idea of being lost in space well not like it's not that it's something i'd want to partake in but it's just like something existentially horrifying that i find interesting yeah <laughs> so just to talk you know just to even recite the word like the phrase it just uh you know kind of kind of perks my ears up so to speak uh but yeah i know i'm <laughs> this did not go the way I want. I, I thought. I mean, I, I didn't think I was gonna have to like defend myself because I I wouldn't really defend myself because th- this isn't an album worth defending, frankly. Um, <laughs> because I mean, I, like my I, I do love it, but I mean, I'm not gonna like, you know, go for an hour long diatribe about how you know everybody should listen to it because yeah. that just that, that's just not the case. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the, 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 that's really funny. Yeah. So like, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you just you, you never can tell that 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 Chuck Berry song. Yeah. Un- unfortunately, I feel like I I feel like I can't. I feel like I know where our next topic is gonna go. Um, and again, like I said, this is two very different albums. Uh, I tried to pick something that. Because I think what's cool about these album dares is moments like this where you totally surprised what the other person thinks. Uh, kind of like when we revisit revisited uh, JPEG Mafia and you ended mm. up really liking it, like you know, like yeah. I, or you're enjoying it. Um, so this was an album that I thought could go either way. I thought I knew what direction it was going to go, but I was like, you know what? Why not? Uh, this is so, yeah, it, this Age of At uh, Sufjan or how 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 do you say it? Sufjan. Sufjan. <laughs> it sounds almost French. Miss Souchon. Yeah, Miss Souchon Stevens. Mr. Stevens. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I, I have to ask before we get like before we really jump into this, what what made you pick this out of you know the billions of albums out there? Um, I think and, and the, the, be, be aware that like I'm not being positive or negative. I'm just curious about but your your you know curation process for this i mean so. there are a few albums i considered and i won't i won't say them because i'll probably i'll probably use it for future days <laughs> um 
But for some reason, this just out of nowhere, sometimes um, ideas just pop into your head. And for whatever reason, this album, just like the, the album cover, which which I love, it's one of my favorites of, of it is a really cool album of cover. his uh, discovery. Like I like a lot of the album art that he's used over the years, uh, and I really really like even Karen Lowell. Uh, that one's okay. I mean, it has it has some sentimental value, and if it's the album, it's not my favorite, but it's it's cool. But I like. I, I just look at it. And I'm like, that's a macro, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, like I really like uh, Michigan and Illinois. Like I think he's had some cool uh, Seven Swans. That's a really beautiful album cover. Uh, but that album cover just popped in my head, and I was like, really? Like you think so, Brain? Do you think that might be cool to pick? Because I know before you said you you try listening to Carrie and Lowell. I don't think you've tried listening to any of his other stuff, have you? I I haven't. Uh, well, no. I, I think I tried to listen to some of Illinois, and I think I I remember not hating it, uh, but I remember really disliking Carrie and Lowell. Like just I and repeatedly because I like the year that came out. Uh, you know, people were all over it. Uh, and I mean, I tried so many times, and I just it just does not appeal to me. Yeah, um, which that doesn't surprise me at all. And I, I'm a, I love, I love him. I love Carrie and Lowell. I think I have almost everything he's done on on vinyl or a CD. Um, but I thought th- this is one of his more out there. Uh, it's a, I wouldn't say because it's not really that experimental for him. For like a folk artist, he has I, always done folk a little bit differently. Like he, there's no one in modern folk that does does it quite like he does uh you mm-hmm. i mean you can call carrie and lowell that that's obviously very like modern day simon and garfunkel like but it has his twist on it but his previous mm-hmm. albums are very much you could tell it's you know his signature voice the way he approaches um songwriting uh, yeah just arrangement yeah and, and something that you notice a lot is that he's released uh, a christmas album and he's very open about being religious i believe he's I, yeah, he's I, he's like Episcopalian. Yeah, because I think he um, he has like I think Jewish roots, so he he's at different levels of religiosity to him, uh, or to his belief set. But there's some parts of his arrangement where he uses a lot of Christmas bells and just kind of the the big grandiosity of Christmas music. Like that's something that I've always felt you've gotten from his music. But with Age of Ads, he really um, expanded his palette. You know, particularly to use a lot of electronic music. Some, you know. Folktronica is one of my least favorite genre names because I just think it's really dumb. But I guess technically that's what this is. Like it's folk music. Um, it's folk music except you know channeled through an electronic lens in a number of places. I mean, I really haven't listened to any like Folktronica to be to be fair. Like I really haven't listened to like any Bon uh, Bonnie Vare or like uh, Fortet or anything it, like it's that. It's so. certainly not as as out there at like. You know, Bonnie Bear uses auto tune. He uses a lot of modulated uh, or, or a lot of uh, processed acoustic instrument instrumentation. Like there's this one song on uh, not his most his most recent album, but his last album, where it's like really like, ninety nine billion. Yeah, or whatever. it's like whacked out saxophone that's super processed, for example. But I felt like Age of Ads. It had folk, but it wasn't super folky and there is some experimental elements but not that experimental i i feel like it bridged a lot of gaps where it's giving you maybe the best entry point into his discography not that i'm like actively trying to get you into him but like i figured (laughs) i figured it's it's something totally different and something i know that you've you know an artist that you haven't disliked in the past but it was something a little bit different i really i I always i always love giving an artist another try you know yeah it's 
you know, it's it's always an experience. Um, and I definitely, I, I will say, I definitely enjoyed this more than anything else I've heard from him. Uh, but that that's, again, I, I, I'm still not a huge fan of it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, but but it's not it's not for the reasons you might think though. Like I, I've been thinking about it. I actually only listened to this once because it's very um, long. I actually I forgot how long it was. Yeah. Um, well it wasn't even because of the long it was because of the last track in Possible Soul. Yes. Twenty five fucking minutes long. Yes, it is. Which Indeed. I which I, I, I could listen to the rest of the album and just not that track, but like oh my god, like like by the I was just like I was done by the end of it. Yeah. Like, like it was just that song was unnecessarily long. If you ask me, um, yeah, I have it. Like, I have it on vinyl, so it's it's cut up. So like, I I forget how like legitimately long that track is when you listen to it. You know, just straight yeah, through. Yeah, twenty five minutes, so almost a half an hour. Yeah. of just one track, and it doesn't really change in a sense. Like it goes through different movements, uh-huh. but it doesn't necessarily change. But um, basically, I'm gonna try to describe this album because like th- this is. The, sort of where the the crux of my issues with it because this is basically um this is bjork's homogenic but it's as if it like but but it has the quality of the latest flying lotus album that's a very interesting analogy yeah. and i, I actually yeah. I, I see it i totally see yeah see because like when it comes to a production um you know uh, standpoint, you know, just on how things sound. I mean, it's fucking immaculate. Like, it, it sounds really cool. And, like, I love sort of the way he's constructing these sounds for, for like, the like the electronic sounds. Like, they, they all sound, like, really cool. Like, just total like, the, the shit I adore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just, like, in even though I think he describes it, let me see, um... I think he he described it as like something as like experimental that that were like, oh lo, lo, like we're doing yeah it's um he said no oh yeah they they're they're pop songs but they're based on sound experimentation and noise which is kind of um maybe you know over exaggerating this a little bit but it, it has a really nice sound to it and like I love the I love how the orchestra kind of works with it you know it's a really cool style and again reminds me of homogenic a lot just in terms of like having like that baroque sound meet that like harsh electronic sound um but the the problem as was the problem with uh the latest flying lotus album flamagra was execution i think uh and i mean the, the, this is this is for me you know but like like i there are other people who think sufyan is you know uh, you know, a songwriting and lyrical genius, and I'm not going to dispute them on that. I, I just, this is just not my type of songwriting. Like, it just felt very aimless, and it felt like there were certain, like, like, like for example, like the, the the title track. There were certain parts of it that I really found cool, but like the, it, it felt like he couldn't just leave something well enough alone. Like he had to keep including you know some other little flourish and like it felt like, like whenever that happened it kind of just ruined ruined the whole phrase for me in a way um i i think it's just like i i think it's kind of sufian like i i don't i just don't think i like him honestly 
Um, I, I, I kind of, because I, I don't even know the guy. Like, you know, I, I, I don't like taking this type of stance, but it's just, like, I'm not a big fan of his voice. It just, like, I enjoyed it when his, you know, contributions, when, when his distinct contributions uh, on the album were, were minimal. You know, I enjoyed those parts the most. But when he starts singing, it's like, eh. Uh, you know, it was just... Yeah, it, it was it was really meh uh, to me. I, I love the artwork, though. I think the artwork is really cool. And, like, it, it wasn't that... It, it, it had some really cool ideas, but, again, it was just, like, the execution of them that left me really uh, disappointed. But that being said, I uh, I really didn't know that, you know... I, I knew that Sufjan, like, you know, had done a lot of... Um, not quirky, but like you know, he he always had his own approach to folk music and to music in general. Because I mean, I remember listening to certain tracks off of like Illinois and that being like, like okay, like, like mm-hmm. the, the, that's that's interesting. Like I didn't expect that. Um, but you know, I, I think it's just that it, what he brings to the table just really is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but he seems to be doing really well. I mean, he has his own record label. You know. People love him, you know. I, I'm I'm happy for the guy. So, and I I also want to point out that he actually just put out an album this week or last week. Yeah, I've listened to it in full, but it sounds really interesting. Yeah, I guess it's all like classical piano. Uh huh. I think he he composed it for a ballet, I believe. Huh. Um, but I, I actually really want to listen to that because I I love classical piano. So I I just think it'd be just interesting to just check that out because you know what maybe that might be the the one Sufjan album that, that I like because I because hopefully he doesn't sing on it but let's <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel I feel so bad kind of like no on artists no, like this I mean that's I feel like this is more positive than I thought you were gonna be and uh I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm really glad you gave it a shot and I don't mean yeah. that negatively just I, I I feel like this just as I was re-listening to it, I was like, "Oh, I don't know how this is gonna go." I was like, "This, yeah, this I, isn't." As... I wasn't sure I was gonna go either. So yeah, I was like, "This isn't because I think I remembered it being because it's still very much, it's still a Sushant or you know, it's still an album, um, very much in line with what he does. You know, it's, oh yeah, it's a... I mean, the, the, like the opening track, "Feudal Devices," like that, that that that's like pretty much like what took me out of Carrie and Lowell in a way. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, yeah, come on, just just get through it, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so. it, it's very much, um, like, it's a different slant on what he's always done. It's not, like, this super crazy different um, version. But, I mean, I, I love it. I, I love everything. Um, I love everything he's done. I think that he is very inventive. Uh, I totally get yeah. his, his voice is a little, I could totally see someone not liking it. I So... I, I was thinking about this, and I just remember this, because while I was listening to the album, it's sort of like his, and this might be a gross oversimplification, you know, some people might take offense to this, but like, his voice for me represents everything I don't like about indie folk and indie rock, kind of. Interesting. Like, it has it has just like this whiny type of, you know, uh, nasally tone to it that I, I'm just not big on. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and then his, I mean, his lyrics, like on Feudal Devices, I was like, I was just, I was like, what? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I think it's just like I, I know so many people who just adore. Like, like, like pe- people think of him as like, I mean, I, I like kind of like the Kendrick of folk, <laughs> in a, in a way. Just in that, like everything he comes out with is just like you know undisputedly good. And uh, I, I guess I've just never always seen what they've seen. Uh, and I'm I, I'm kind of jealous in a way because I wouldn't mind seeing what they see. Because uh, like just the the way even like 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 there are like authors out there like published Pulitzer Prize winning authors who you know pull on you know people like him and Kendrick. And I I, I just like I always feel like I'm missing something. So <laughs> no, I I mean I I think. I mean, I think he's a great songwriter, but I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Everyone, you you could be a great songwriter, but you write in a style someone doesn't like, or there's just some yeah, no, some no, quirk I, about I, it. I'm I'm not I'm not disputing that part of it. It's just like, um, I I just think it would be cool, like like even if it was just for like a second to be able to like sort of see what others what other people see in a piece of art. And mm-hmm. not, it's it's not saying that I want their opinion or that I want to join the majority. I just think that, like, you know, so much of this music has affected so many people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it would just be cool to see what that's about. You know, like, um, uh, are you familiar with the YouTube channel Polyphonic? Uh, no, actually. Yeah. Oh, I, I keep, I always, for some reason, I always drop them uh, all the time. It, it's a great music YouTube channel that's worth checking out. They, he puts out videos, like, every week, almost. Um, usually, a lot of it's, like, based in classic rock, but... He usually has some some interesting takes. Of like, um, he has one about actually the history of guitar distortion, uh, which had some really interesting factoids that I wasn't aware of. That like, you know, early early attempts to get distortion. That like people musicians would actually like cut into their speaker cone of their amplifier to to get distortion. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was like little things like that. But um, he. I was I was following him on Twitter the other day, and he was saying that like, um, like "To Pimp a Butterfly" is his album of the decade, and in his opinion, it's the greatest album to come out since "Dark Side of the Moon." Wow! And I'm like, I'm like, oh, um, I well because first I'm <laughs> well, first I'm like, okay, well, like "Dark Side of the Moon" is like a good album, but it's it's definitely not the the masterpiece that everybody says it is, I guess. Um, but so like I I don't know it's just like like, like just to, to call an album like the best things since Dark Side of the Moon though like like you you kind of want to experience what those people are experiencing uh-huh. in a way uh, but you know the, again like I I'm not negative like in the way like like I mean we I, I don't know if anybody will be able to find this nowadays but uh, our our chaos and confusion review that we did for. Uh, one of the very early incarnations of, of one of our podcasts. Uh, I was only negative, I think, on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, th- th- that just – it's not that it doesn't appeal to me. I just don't see the point of shitting on an album, to be to, to be honest. Like, I, I'll talk about why it's not for me, but, like, I'm not going to – I, th- there's just no merit in looking at something and being like, this is garbage. Now let's talk for an hour about it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like you know even with like the new flying lotus album like, like there are parts of it i really enjoyed so like you know i'm not gonna yeah it, it, it's just i don't know for those people that's like oh this is complete you know like x is complete crap and like but they never stop talking about it. i i just I, I don't like that mentality because like i i just i like to try to give everything a try nowadays like you know it'd be cool to like 
music, you know, in the same way people like, you know, like, like in the same way a lot of people like it, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I totally get it. <laughs> Rant over. Um, <laughs> so, uh, wait, do you want to move on to our, our final segment? Yeah, today? this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> yeah, so uh, a while ago we did uh, Music Mad Libs where we just took lyrics and, uh, m- you know, mad libbed part of them and had the other person do it uh you know fill it out and uh we're back we did them again and um yes we're, we're doing two each so let's just trade off so you want to go first i do i really okay. really do uh, and by <laughs> that you mean that you're gonna read it um that I... oh I, I i thought i was gonna be the one answering uh, yeah yeah, I, no, I, no, I, yeah. I... okay that's what i thought you meant yeah okay uh um verb past tense ran noun fart <laughs> noun poop i mean you, you know me man like i i have a fifth grader mentality like 90 percent of the time verb <laughs> Um, bang. <laughs> I I'm literally I'm I'm just gonna get like one of those um random word generators up to, 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 just in case I run out oh, of stuff. Jeez. <laughs> um. Verb. Yeah. Um. Ooh. Murder. I I I guess m- murder can be a verb, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. An- another another verb. Um. Let's see. I'm looking through. This. Taste. Uh, noun. Can it be a proper noun or does it just just, just regular a noun? noun? Okay. Uh. Symbol. Plural noun balls <laughs> which I, I i okay to, to be fair i i'm not thinking like a fifth grader i'm literally like there's like a glass ball on my desk so i'm just like oh like i i kind of like kaiser soze it <laughs> yeah so proper noun um ooh, kanye west uh verb past tense Hmm. Clanging, or clanged, I guess. <laughs> oh jeez. Um. Verb. Uh. Torture. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> um. So, uh, an adjective describing size. Okay. Uh. Smaller, I guess. Uh, proper noun. Ooh. Um. Ooh. Uh. That's a. That's a tough one. I'm. I'm. I'm looking around trying to think of like. Oh, okay. The, the, Tobias Samet. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Color. Ochre. Um, adjective. Uh, 
Ooh, indigo. Um, I, how long is this? Oh no, last one. Okay. Um, uh, noun. Oh, uh, pedestal. Okay. This is interesting. <laughs> All right. So this is none other than the classic '80s hit. Little Red Corvette by Prince. <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, right from the top, right through the first chorus, I guess I should have known by the way you ran your fart sideways <laughs> that it wouldn't last. See, you're the kind of poop that believes in banging once, murder him, and taste him <laughs> fast. I guess I must be dumb because you had a symbol full of balls. Kanye West and some of them clanged. <laughs> But it was Saturday night. I guess that makes it all right. And you say, what have I got to torture? And honey, I say, smaller ochre to buy a salmon. <laughs> Baby, you're much too indigo. Smaller ochre to buy a salmon. You need a pedestal that's going to last. That was horribly off time. And... <laughs> that that first verse sounded like a uh, like a gangster rap made by like a fifth grader. In a it life. really did. Like, just like like fucking up shit and then they're like oh pooping balls <laughs> exactly symbol full Just, of balls yeah. alright <laughs> okay oh man so I, I for mine I, I went a little shorter so um, okay these yeah this will just go pretty fast um, I didn't realize the first verse was that long because I, I like copied it. I'm like oh shit this is kind of but like I was like <laughs> I didn't want to like cut into it halfway before the chorus yeah so yeah I mean I, I, there's no wrong way to do this so uh, there's no right way to do it either <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it's it, it's always going to come out hilarious yeah so um i'm gonna need a noun from you a autumnal leaf okay uh another noun If you say spring leaf, I'm gonna like you know reach reach across the internet and strangle you. <laughs> um, down pillow. Okay. Uh, past tense verb. Uh, chastised. All right. Proper noun. Um. Toyota Camry. <laughs> Um, feeling? Aesthetic. Okay. Uh, verb? Torched. Alright. And... Oh, uh, it should probably be a present tense, so, uh, do you just want torch? Yeah, torch. That's... Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, that that that's that's an interesting choice. So, um, the, I I picked uh what you picked as one of your favorite songs from last week. Oh, interesting. Uh, None shall pass. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I, I just took the the chorus. So, uh, and I will remember your autumnal leaf and down pillow <laughs> on the day you were chastised by the Toyota Camry cast. I will. Ver oh, uh, I did not get that other verb. So. 
I, I actually missed half of this thing, so I, I'm just going to say it like it is. So I will verb in your fall from ecstatic <sighs> with a noun to the sky, like none shall torch, none shall torch, none shall torch. <laughs> that sounds more aggressive. None shall torch. Well, I, I, I think you got chastised. You, I, 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 what is that original word on the day you were chastised by the Funhouse cast? I don't know. It's, you you, well, you got like really close. When you so the day you were, they were judged. Judged, by yeah, the, yeah. So you're like all really close there, but Not yeah. Bad. So yeah, uh, kind of, kind of ridiculous. And I didn't even do it right. So, <laughs> so you know, if we said that there's no wrong way to do it, proved proved me wrong. <laughs> Very good. Well, I I appreciated that. Um, so my next one, we're gonna start with the verb. Um. Hmm. Drive. Uh, place. Ancient Greece. Verb. Um, destroy. <laughs> I, I, I'm like seriously, like, like that I. If I ever went in for like psychoanalysis, those people would have one hell of a time. Yes. <laughs> uh, another another place. Um. Ooh, Sydney, Australia. <laughs> um. Adjective. Cheesy. <laughs> um. Verb. Um, fly. Noun. Airport. <laughs> um. Uh, act like a an active verb, like I. Oh, I-N-G. like I- I- ing. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely um, not what it's called, but whatever. It's oh, I, there is actually a word for it, and I was actually, I actually wrote it down uh, initially, but I'm like, I I don't I don't want this to be like, you know, I I don't want to make Scott feel bad if he doesn't get this or not, so I <laughs> I, I don't remember it, so, um, yeah, but verb with ing, um, batting, noun, notepad. Uh, verb. Mocking, or just mock, yeah. I guess. Okay, so I have been listening to a lot of thrash recently. Oh, so I figured, oh no. I figured that I would pick <laughs> one of my favorite, all-time favorite uh, thrash songs, and that is Fight Fire with Fire by Metallica. <laughs> so, if you're ready, then yes. we will drive onto others as they have driven onto you. But what in the ancient Greece is this world coming to? Destroy Sydney, Australia into nothingness. <laughs> cheesy, warfare, cheesy warfare shall lay us to rest. Fly airport with airport, ending with deer. Fly airport with airport, batting with no pad, we shall mock. Fly airport with airport? <laughs> fly airport with airport. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, that that's great. I, I didn't... I, I So... Well, like a serious moment are you, are you like ride the lightning over master puppets or um 
Um, I like all of their. Yeah, I would say Red Lightning is probably my favorite. Um, huh. but it's that's hard to choose. I, I mean, it, it kind of is, especially like if you have if you've been listening to that album for like a long time. So like, I I know like if somebody asked me, I'd be like, I mean, I, I would probably. I don't even know what I would say either. I mean, I would still probably go Master Puppets because I'm a total norm. Yeah. Um, normie, so. Um. <laughs> Alright. I have got one. Well, I've got two more just because I wasn't sure if you were going to pick any of these. So, uh, but let's do this one first. So, uh, Verb. Um, fornicate. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Wow. Starting off really well. Uh, another Verb. Um, bonk. Okay. Noun. Uh, shovel. All right. <laughs> Another noun. Um, dirt. Uh, a verb ending with ing. Fisting. Ooh. Oh. Oh no. Uh, plural noun. Um, blankets. Oh, okay. That the fisting blankets. That's fine. Um, <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, verb. Um. Flick. <laughs> Plural noun. Pricks. Ooh. <laughs> uh, verb. Draw. Noun. Pupper. <laughs> Another noun. Doggo. <laughs> All right, and plural noun. Light bulbs. Oh my god, I love that this come, this came out. Um, so if you remember last time, I uh, one of mine was uh, "Cemetery Gates" by the Smiths. Yeah, and I I'm like I, I need to include another Smith song, but I felt like anything from the Queen is Dead would be like kind of obvious. Yeah. So I went with uh, the Headmaster Ritual. There you go. <laughs> I, I took oh, the course. So yeah, I I, I want to fornicate home. I don't want to bonk. Give up shovel as a bad dirt. <laughs> midweek on the fisting blankets sir flicks you on the pricks <laughs> draws you in the pupper doggo in the face bruises bigger than light bulbs <laughs> that's awesome I, I it's weird how like some of that matched up i mean sir flicks you on the pricks yeah <laughs> like that's that, that's pretty much just as horrifying as anything else morrissey would write yeah so uh, oh, doggo in the face funny. doggo in the face <laughs> Bruises bigger than diplomats. Yeah, God, I love that song. <laughs> I just, yeah, I mean, I, every every week I feel like I need to tell everybody that I love the Smiths and I love the Smiths. So, yeah, like there we go. Your weekly reminder. Yeah, like hey guys, just just in case you guys didn't know, <laughs> Smiths pretty pretty a okay in my book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, you, you you got one more? No, I, I only got two. I thought we were only doing oh, two. Oh, we we did only do two, right? Yeah. 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 Wow. For some reason, I just 
do not have uh memory do, do, let's just i have one more it's really short all right let's so, do it let's do it uh it be, I, I had to pick it because uh yeah because it's just you so um adjective saucy <laughs> noun bricks or brick yeah okay um proper noun Yale. All right. So I, I just took the chorus from I Love You, Honey Bear. <laughs> oh, jeez. Everything is saucy and bricks will be spared. But I love you, Yale. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Is it MIT who, who hates Yale? Oh, Harvard, Harvard, Harvard and Yale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Actually, you know what? Okay. MIT probably hates Yale, too. I mean, everybody kind of hates Yale, but yeah. yeah well, so you know. you, you're just gonna get you're gonna get Harvard all pissed off now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just I, I I had to include that because just your like I, it's not even an infatuation. You just genuinely love Father John Missy, you I and really Lauren. Do. So I, I really yeah, do. so I'm just like I, I I need to like capitalize on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... oh man. Well, th- that was fun. Th- these are always funny. Yeah, so th- th- they always make for just some really stupid fun um i'm surprised none of like more people don't do this it's really fun yeah yeah um anyway so let's uh let's talk about albums of the week let's do it so scoots you got an album of the week for me yes and it is an album that i just i saw it and was like you know what i've never i knew that this band existed uh I've been a longtime fan of the band that the guitarist used to play for, and he went off on his own. Uh, I think there's some other dudes from the scene who were in the band with them, you know, the general scene. That scene is the modern uh, post-hardcore scene. The band that he used to be in is called Dance Gavin Dance, and oh. the current band I'm talking about is Strawberry Girls. And Wait, Johnny Craig's in another band? No, this is the former guitarist, which he, oh, he guitarist, not because right. Will Swan is kind of the like the whole like kind of math rock meets pop punk meets post hardcore type of guitar riffing that's called Swancore because it's from Will Swan is a guitarist for Dance Gavin Dance, and there are so many bands that kind of rip off his general like bouncy melodic guitar style. Huh. Um, and so he was another guitarist who was in the band at some point. I don't know for how long or how significant of a songwriter he was because Will Swan kind of just is a songwriter. But now he's in a band called Strawberry Girls. The name of the album is Tasmanian Glow. And okay. it is instrumental and really, really fucking good. Like, I, I literally was bouncing in my chair to every song. And what's interesting is that I actually think this is, like, peak dance gavin dance like swan chord like i feel like this is like it feels like dance gavin dance's music you know style except tightened up just more mature more focused on songwriting you don't have the um dumb stupid lyrics um you don't have the vocals that could be hit or miss it's just all like infectious vanilla prog hooks and it's just really just really really fucking good nice yeah I actually really want to listen to this now because, like, I'm definitely not against get Dance Gavin Dance. I just haven't listened to a whole lot of their stuff. Yeah. I think, I think there was a time that I owned um, 
downhill battle or what, what, what's that um what's that album yeah called? uh downtown battle mountain yeah i i'm pretty sure i had i i owned that at one point maybe even i i know i borrowed the Emerosa album for me but that, that's not really dance Gavin dance but anyway so uh no that's an interesting pick so, so it came out this year though it came out uh last friday oh, okay because i <laughs> listen i'm always i'm always up for listening to some new shit, so that's gonna gonna add that to the list of shit I'm gonna listen to while playing Pokemon this week. <laughs> so, um, so I um I ended up going very super normy, I guess, this week uh, because I put on an album that I haven't listened to, I think, in years now. And uh, usually, I wasn't. I, I don't know, like. This was an album that was really big for my music, like growing up, like just you know, what what are you what are you doing, Scoots? I'm trying to grab my charger because uh, I thought it was right yeah. next to me and it's not. But go on. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, th- this was like a big uh, album for me in like my formative years. Or at least most of the songs were because I, at that time I didn't really listen to full albums, but. Um, yeah, I had it on the car, and I was like, this is surprisingly good still. And it's uh, Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, like there, there used to be some moments on it that I wasn't a huge fan of, like um, It's So Easy and uh, Night Train in particular were, like, albums that were, like, tracks that I wasn't really big on. You know, I was more about, like, um, Mr. Brownstone uh-huh. or, like... Uh, I mean, uh, Paradise City, maybe, um, Sweet Child of Mine, obviously, you know, little things like, but, but it turned out that like, just, it really, it's so solid. Like there really isn't a bad track or a bad moment on the entire album for me. Like, and that's saying a lot considering that, like, you know, this is an album that like, you know, is pretty big still in, in its own, in its own way. I don't know. I, I just found it really interesting how much this thing is still just incredibly solid how it just in a sense hasn't aged because like you know it's it's well like that that type of like really hard blues rock i i just don't like it's not that it doesn't go out of style but it's just like it, it has like this timeless quality about it yeah you know whereas like you, you, know, you put on like some post grunge you're like oh yeah that, that that's like you know this 2000s music for sure you know um yeah, it was it was just really cool. Uh, listen, I'm really glad that I put it on, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can... I, I mean, I definitely, you know, there there are those albums every decade that kind of transcend uh, the trends of the time, and, and I feel like Guns N' Roses um, captured that. I, I mean, but my parents had that album, and it's uh, <laughs> it's just really good. And unfortunately, yeah. they in recent years have not. Oh, I mean, they're back together though, right? Yeah, and they're recording material. Yeah, so, so we'll see. We'll see how that. Goes. Hopefully, yeah. it's a little bit better than Chinese Democracy. But <laughs> I mean, I I think Chinese Democracy kind of gets like the bad rap in a way. I, I mean, to, to be fair, I don't think I've listened to it in full, but like it's like you know, like Axl Rose, you know, at his worst is still like tolerable. Yeah. So like you know, as opposed to like a like a Corey Feldman, like yeah. you know, like, like Corey Feldman spent a decade. You know, writing Angelic to the core, it, and like you know, Axl Rose took ten years to write uh, Chinese Democracy. Yeah, but I mean, which one would you rather listen to? That's totally fair. <laughs> well, that's a low bar, yeah. but that's totally fair. 
I mean, yeah, it's a very low bar. But but then again, I, I've been kind of like a low bar person. I mean, I made you listen to Avantasia. Uh, you know, when I was CD shopping not too long ago, I was like, I wonder how expensive Limp Biscuit CDs are. <laughs> uh, I was even I was trying to see how cheap I could get a copy of like three dollar bill, y'all, for. <laughs> so. I've actually never listened to a full Limp Bizkit album. I haven't either. So. I don't really have any interest, if I'm being honest. But I, I actually really want to. Uh, but probably one of the really early ones, like probably, probably not Chocolate Starfish. No, um, no, 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 no. Uh, even though I, I, I'll admit I, I like Roland. I, I love Roland. Like it's, I, I love that song. So keep rolling, 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 boy. <laughs> All right. I, I, I feel like we don't have any subscribers after this. Um. So, <laughs> but. Nonetheless, for those of you still here, thanks so much for sticking around. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, if you're interested, uh, you know, if you want to hear more, just, you know, listen to us on... uh, iTunes pod, Apple Podcasts, Android Podcasts, anywhere you can get a podcast. Basically, uh, we are on all of it. Uh, if you follow us on Anchor, too, you know, whatever works for you. And uh, definitely be sure to follow us on Twitter. And if you ever have any suggestions, topics you want us to talk about, or questions, anything like that, uh, be sure to email us. Yeah, uh, we're at, at Sayshore Podcast on Twitter, and our email I think is Sayshore Podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Yeah, appreciate it a lot. Bye.